0: Hello again, friends and neighbors, and welcome back to another edition of Dunkle Vision. Oh, we have a phenomenal guest today. I'm all into the music right now, Chris. We have a very, very talented singer-songwriter. You've seen her on CMT, and she has a new single coming out called Love Will Hit You Hard. You're going to be seeing a lot of this young lady in the future. Please welcome Sarah Spicer. Sarah, hello. Thank you so much for joining us on the Dunkle Vision. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are y'all?
0: Wonderful. I am great. Chris, how are you? We need a verbal confirmation that you're...
2: <laughs> oh, I'm fantastic. Never oh, been he better. he sounds
0: it. He <laughs> sounds great. Thanks for bringing that enthusiasm, pal. Now, you are in Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee, which I've only been once and is already one of my favorite cities in the country. How long have you lived there? And tell me what it's like to actually live there.
1: Okay, so I've been here six years now, and I've, I have to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure it's been six years um and I mean like you said it's just it's such a great city I love it and you know when I was living uh back in Delco it was great because you know it's your small little town and you start to get recognized there but you know you can only play so many places in that area and so finally my dad had been saying for years you got to go to Nashville you got to go to Nashville and I think I was like 20 I can't even remember how old is I geez I feel so old (laughs) <laughs> Maybe like twenty-three I decided to finally move here and it's just been the most amazing experience. Um I, I get to do music for a living and you know, while you can do that in other places, it's certainly I feel like is a lot easier here because it's yeah, just it's a music everywhere. town. It's just everywhere. There's yeah. opportunities around every corner. Everyone's trying to do the same thing, which yeah, of course can be competitive, but sure. I've had such a great experience i feel like i haven't really experienced any cattiness or people trying to tear you down to get to where they need to be i've noticed that people are really helpful and just always willing to lend a hand and say hey you need help with this Um, i have this person that could probably help you with this and you kind of do that with each other you know if there's something i can offer i'm always more than willing to give my knowledge to give my contacts and that's just kind of how it is in this town we help each other out and it's just been really amazing. You know, I've been traveling a lot lately. I'm going to Switzerland next month. So Nice. Nash. And it's because of being in Nashville that I have all of these new opportunities. So it's it's just an amazing town, like you said. I love that's it. That's
0: great. You know, it's, it seems to me I had the same experience when I moved to Los Angeles. Um, it seems like uh, the bigger the venues, the more helpful and kind mm-hmm. people are. And then yeah. the smaller open mics in Buffalo, it was really catty because I'm a stand-up yeah, comedian. And I felt that the higher the level, I had a comic watch me. I would just gotten in town, and he's like, "Hey, that joke you did. What if you had this tag at the end?" I'm like, "Well, you're just you're helping me because everybody at that level is more comfortable with themselves and their yes, own talent. Confident. That's what I found. Yes. Well, that's great. And I do also think that um, there's just some kind of evolution process happening where there is less backstabbing and cattiness. Don't you feel yes. that? I feel like there's just some kind of uh, raising of consciousness especially with the youngsters today and it's really great to see
1: absolutely i i really do agree with that because even even when i first moved here and like talking about the evolution of nashville in general Uh it has grown so much yeah um since i've been here i mean like and, and then you know my dad is a musician as well and uh he always talks about when he came to nashville i mean i don't know how long ago it was but it was a long time ago and it's just so different. Um, and I, I think that plays a huge role in it is that there were so m- like many less venues and uh, so much less opportunity back then that I feel like that's maybe why people were more competitive. That's a good point. And they're like, I don't have a whole lot of opportunity. I'm not giving it to you. Like It could have been maybe that. And now, like I said, you can literally go, there's venues everywhere. So I think people are just, it's all over the place. So I think people are less concerned about you know, needing to worry about themselves. It's like, okay, I can lend a helping hand and I could still do well for myself. Sure. And then
0: the internet as well is just just so many more opportunities for everybody in in all of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other ways to make a living and get your stuff out there and get exposure. And by the way, you are, you have a phenomenal voice by the way. I watched some of your videos. Thank you so much. Really, really such a, very powerful voice but very uh, textured as well and Chris I don't know if you realize I've been around some singers I don't know if you know anything about my background you have been around some singers (laughs) I would tell you to go to Hollywood but I'd rather be in Nashville because uh, that that town is fun I gotta get out of here
1: and honestly so I've um, so wait are you in LA
0: i am in los angeles i've okay. been here since 96 and i've got oh, a 10 year old wow. son and uh, eight more years and then i'm done i'm done with that he'll That's be graduating oh, high good school for you, though. so I'll... i gotta stick around
1: i feel that i've never yeah. been to la and i would love to and, and funny enough so when i was deciding to move to nashville it was in between la and nashville yeah. and initially i actually almost moved to la i'd found a house and really we were literally about to go through with it, but my aunt had found that it was a scam. So oh. <laughs> thankfully, she looked into it. It was a scam, and we were about to put like a handful of money into this wow. property.
0: What's your aunt's name?
1: Um, aunt Aunt Sandy, we call her. Thank
0: you, Aunt Sandy. Aunt Sandy,
1: thank you, Aunt Sandy. And um, so with that, I was like, okay, never mind. It's way <laughs> too expensive there. Like, oh, boy, I am a brand nasty. new. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, but in the grand scheme of the business. This yeah. was like a new thing for me. And I was like, I'm a starving artist. I can't be. <laughs> yeah. I can't That's the like same reason money. I didn't
0: go to New York City because I didn't uh-huh. want to literally starve. Yeah. And yes. I found that, uh, man, I'm, I'm from a town of one street light okay. and I'm a small town kid. And that city is very, oh, it's very imposing. It's just, it's yeah. overwhelming to me. No, There's too sure. many people. I don't like being bumped into here. It's all spread out. Yeah. Everybody's in their cars. So it's, it's a different experience, but. Um, now, that we, the one question we always like to start is uh, what is your origin story? When and, and, and what age and why did you decide, I want to be creative, I want to live this life, I want to be an artist, I want to sing?
1: It started probably when I was four, is when, huh. like I said, my dad's a musician as well, and his wife, um, when they're not together anymore, but when they were married, they were in a band together. So I actually started learning you know, about music. I mean, the second I could talk, I was singing. Yeah. Um, he said that the first time he noticed that I could sing was when I was four, I was singing somewhere over the rainbow along with yeah. the movie on a stool. And my dad said I was in perfect pitch the whole time as I'm falling asleep, nodding off while singing the song. <laughs> and so I guess that's when he noticed that I had, you know, this, this gift for singing <laughs> music and it just kind of, just kept going from there. He had me up on stage with him and funny enough, I actually learned harmonies before I learned like melody. Oh, that's very cool. So, yeah. Because his wife naturally in a, they were in a duo together. She was singing all the harmonies. And since I have a female voice as well, obviously I'm going to pick up on what she's singing and it just so happened to be the harmonies. So I've been singing harmonies literally since I was four unknowingly at that time. Yeah, And that's why I love them so much now. But, um, I toured with them. They'd bring me up on stage. I got into acting when I was seven. So I did musicals since I was seven. Nice. And then I got my first band together when I was like 14 or 15, playing in bars like super young. Cause there's, you That's know, only so, so many places that you can really play. Sure. Usually the venues are bars at that time, you know?
2: There's a lot of bars in Delco. There's a yeah. lot of
1: bars in Delco.
0: <laughs> yes, he's were, so were right. were these other the uh, same same age or were there were there older people in the band? Oh that's it just so a bunch actually, of actually, year olds. My
1: first band consisted of my dad and his friends. Yeah.
0: Oh that's great. Yeah. <laughs> what is your dad's what's your dad's background? When did he start? How long has he been a musician? Was, you know did he what? do some studio stuff? Did he travel? Did he do the road? What's his uh Yeah, what's his he deal? did
1: it all. I mean he actually so before he started doing country music, he was in the rock scene. Um, so I mean I don't know what age he started but I know he had been doing it since he was like young teens he did really well he actually had a lot of success in the rock scene but you know with with that scene and it's not always I I never want to stereotype a genre yeah Mm, because I mean country does it too but you know, a lot of times with the rock star life can come drugs and alcohol and just the party. Sometimes life. they just
0: put sex, drugs, and then yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, like, sex, drugs, and thing. country. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is a thing. Sex, drugs, it <laughs> is a thing. Um, so that kind of really, like, started to take a grip on him. And uh, he just, he didn't want that for him. He didn't want that for his kids. And um, so he decided to turn okay. his life to, to the Lord and... You know, just wanted a different change of pace, something that was going to reel him back a little bit. So he he went to country and he totally changed his ways and um, he toured doing country. He did a lot of studio work. He really just did it all. He toured, he did studio stuff. He's opened for a lot of wonderful people. And actually, Tanya Tucker is one of the first big artists that I got to open up for. When I was like 12 or 13. You
0: opened for her? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was really wow, fun. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. So that's kind of like my journey and how it all got started. And then I just, just never stopped. I just knew it's something that I really wanted to do. And I was in school for nursing. Cause I, I really do love to help people. Sure. But I'm also a very strong empath. And the more, I just don't know if I'd be able to do it without crying constantly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a tough gig, especially these last couple of years
1: yeah like it's it's really difficult and you know what I, I give mad props to the people in the medical field because it really 100%. takes a special person yeah. to not only care but to also be able to deal with it mentally like I could do the caring part but I care so much that it's hard for me if I were to yeah. lose someone you know
0: you're absorbing a lot of pain yeah
1: so yeah. that's when I was like you know what God gave me this talent this gift yeah. I can use this to do the same thing in a different way so
0: it's a different th- way to help people yeah and it's, it's
1: equally just as beautiful and it it can heal the soul. I mean, music I really do feel can heal you physically and mentally in so many different ways. Oh my so. God.
0: We're gonna talk about it later. We're gonna talk about you first, but I, yes. I it's, it's exactly what's happened to me. I mean this guy I, I basically because of a, a show I hosted that was all music and it kinda ruined my career and my life for a while and cut Jeez. to all these years later, it's literally healed me.
1: Yep. Um singing. It's beautiful. So
0: I, 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 I'm really into this right now. I haven't even been doing stand up. I've been singing in my living room because there was no stages during the pandemic. Yes. So I started getting drunk and singing karaoke in my living room.
1: <laughs> Beth and awesome. then I
0: started recording them and I started posting them. And uh, Chris, I'm, I'm about to post my 200th. Friday oh. I will post my 200th song. I call Yay, them donkey yogis. Awesome. But I um, <laughs> I've really been trying to learn and and uh and and figure out how to hear correctly and where the sound comes from and the yes. technical aspects of it. So yeah, there's I find so this all very learn. fascinating.
1: Yeah. And and it's great cuz you can always learn. You're always learning something yeah. more. And that's 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 the like really cool part about it is you know you're never you're never at the best. You can always grow and continue to get better, yes. And that's with anything you do, you know? Sure. But there is, and hey, if there's anything I can ever help you with, you Oh, let me know. yeah,
0: duets, let's go, Chris. Chris <laughs> let's set the out. song. <laughs> he's he's I'm gonna launch me. Now, how, how many instruments do you play? I know you play guitar. How many instruments do you know how to play?
1: Yeah, so I play guitar and piano. Um, now, when I play out live, I'm Always on guitar. I don't feel comfortable enough on piano okay. to play out live yet. Yeah. Um, but I write a lot of my songs on piano. Interesting. And then I could play a little bit of harmonica. Um. And I used to play the flute, but I cool. didn't like it that much.
0: <laughs> uh big Jethro Tull fan. I love the flute.
1: Oh, cool, cool. I do a little bit of percussion too, but.
0: Yeah, my my older brother. He's the talented one in the family, and he plays. Guitar, banjo, mandolin, harmonica, wow. fiddle, piano, like everything. He does it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. He, I have a friend like that.
0: Yeah, he 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 was uh he was an artist. He went to college for that and then he he dropped out of college. He didn't tell my parents. Oh no. He just went to North he went to North Carolina. Whatever. And he lived in a cabin and he started just going out because there are a lot of bluegrass and all string bands. He would just go with a notebook.
1: That makes sense why he plays those yeah. Yeah, he would wash their hands
0: and he yep. would write down the chords and then he would learn them and then he got involved in, in a bunch of bands and he's, he's he's done like four albums now. That's amazing. But he's the one who taught me and I was always really influenced because he was the funny one and he was so talented and had a great ah. voice but he taught me how to play guitar and it's it's the greatest gift anybody's ever given me because my God, that having that guitar has gotten, I've had the same guitar since I was about 19.
1: Have you? That's amazing.
0: My college roommate left and just never came back. I had three roommates. And I thought, well, Skippy would want me to have this guitar. He's not coming back. And I've no. had that same guitar. I've I've had mystical experiences with that guitar. It's, just, uh, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have um, and to know how to do. But he would write out like the frets. And he put, you know, this is the one, two, three. And he would write the numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fingers go. And that that's how I learned. So yep. what a gift that is and, and, and really for your is. father to give that to you. Yeah. That's super cool.
1: He made me sit down. I think I was about... I don't know, in between ten and twelve when he sat me down and uh made me learn and I do say made me because when I was younger I was like, I don't wanna do this. I don't really I, I want it. let me rephrase that. I wanted to do it, but I wanted to just be able to do it. I didn't want to have to put in the work to do it. Yeah. And he's like, Well that's not gonna happen. You have to sit down, you gotta practice yeah. and I was like, I don't want to <laughs> But I'm really glad that he pushed me. And I, I wish I'd pushed myself further with guitar because while i'm definitely like proficient enough um i could be i could be so good right now if i had just applied myself more and i still sure. could it's just
0: you got to put those ten thousand hours in
1: yeah i'm more so focused on the writing side i'm that like shit hurts. To, it hurts
0: that shit hurts your fingers does so bad. <laughs> like, that's great to hear that your father pushed you because i don't know like i i, I don't know when to push my kid and when to not i um yeah. He wanted to play baseball and I hate baseball. I wanted him to be a golfer and I'm like, "Okay, then I'll find. I'll start loving baseball." And I did. Yep. And now this year he doesn't want to play. And, and like, I'm like, wait. "How could you do that to me?" <laughs> I hated this and I'm the guy with my face against the fence. Yep. You know, watching and now he doesn't want to, but you know what he wants to do? He wants to do musical theater. I'm like, "100%." You're like, so yes. we're working on his uh Beauty and the Beast song right now. Oh, He's got his awesome. audition. How old is he? He's 10. He just turned okay. 10 okay and he's already he's very talented he's already got what's it it called bravada that's what i'm working on vibrato how do you what do you how do you say it vibrato vibrato how do you develop that or is that just uh, one of those god-given talent things can you get better
1: oh for sure it's actually funny you say that because so my mom not not my um not my dad's wife at the time uh, not my stepmom but my birth mom she also that was way more confusing than it needed to be i'm sorry no, <laughs> but, I get
0: it. It's all clear.
1: <laughs> I was like, let me explain. <laughs> um, but my birth mom also could sing. She didn't sing professionally, but she definitely could sing, and she's the one that actually taught me vibrato.
0: Ah. And I remember,
1: and every night before I'd go to sleep, we had a lullaby that we would sing together. And while we were doing this, um she started teaching me. She was like, there's this thing called vibrato, and I didn't really understand it, and she, you know, trying to explain it. I was probably 6 or 7, you know, I was uh-huh. very young. And she's like, it's kind of, it's like the shaky quiver at the end of a note. And she was yeah. trying to explain to me and she'd show me. And so slowly, I remember starting at like, going like, uh ah, 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 Like obviously not correctly, but, and then she would do it and I would just try to emulate her till finally I was like, uh And I was like, yeah. oh, there we go. And so you absolutely can get better at that. It's just something, I feel like it's easier to learn it by listening to someone else and almost trying to copy what that sounds like. Yeah. That's where I've noticed a lot of where I learn how to do certain things. I listen to really great vocalists that I know are classically trained that have healthy vocal cords. Uh. Like Celine Dion, for example. She is a phenomenal vocalist. She is extremely healthy with her technique because there's a right and wrong way to sing 100%. And you could do a lot of damage by singing incorrectly. And, you know, over the years, especially these last few years, I've gotten so much more educated on just the vocal health of things. Yeah. But I would say just go listen to, do you have like, do you have a favorite singer? Oh you like. God,
0: no i mean i just I know I love really so many question. singers yeah i've i've been uh, listening to a lot of david bowie because i'm trying okay. what i've been what i started doing is i i, I listen to them in the car and i try to get every inflection right yes I, I i can do impressions i started out as an impressionist that's great. So i have the ability and now i'm trying to work on singing impressions and so I like to hear, and when and, and when when do when does he take the breath? Where does yes. it come from? Is it back of throat? Is it top? Is it is it nasal? Yep. Is it chest? So I, I really find this fascinating. My poor I think kid. It's cool,
1: I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> uh, I love it too. I'm yeah. <laughs> so excited okay. to
0: talk to you because, you know, my poor kid, he, it's about a 15 to 20 minute drive. By the way, Jackson, you know I'm recording a podcast right now. I love you so much. Jackson? <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> How he shot me. He's playing uh plants versus zombies. And I'm like, what's going on in there? I'm, just, I'm usually playing with him. Um, I
1: play games, I get it. <laughs> but so
0: I he listens to me sing all the way and his mother is a really talented singer. She was a, she was the big musical star at Boston oh, that's College. Amazing. And then decided not to she moved to New York for a while and decided that she didn't she didn't want to go through with that life, but you know, it's kind of in him. It's but, just um, in, yeah, yeah. I, I record these songs and then I play them in the car and then I sing along to myself. Is that self-absorbed, Chris? No, is that normal? <laughs> it's
1: it's <laughs> definitely It's how you not, get better. It's not self-absorbed at all. It's similar. It, it's kind of similar to what I do, just, just slightly different. <laughs> so whenever really? I perform, there are certain songs that, you know, if it's a new song that I'm trying or a song that I'm like, not 100%. I'm like, I'm like, I know I could do this better. I want to hit this better. So every time I sing on specific songs that I'm trying to really work on, I record myself singing them mm. at yep. my shows. And usually just like a voice memo. Like I don't film myself right. too. Although that can also be very beneficial because then you could see your placement better, that kind yeah. of stuff. And then after the gig, I mean, immediately on the ride home, I'm listening to myself constantly trying yeah. to fix. And then I'm like, ooh. That wasn't that great I could fix that and then the next time I do it I fix it record myself again and it's just a constant yeah trying to make it better and better and better until I'm like super comfortable with it and then you know I might move on to something different but I've recorded usually like five to ten songs per show and I work on those so I mean oh, that's, that's definitely great. not self-absorbed to like listen back to yourself or sing along <laughs> with yourself Because that's how you're going to get better. (laughs) That's how you're going (laughs) to. Now, if you're sitting there like, well, although that's not self-absorbed either. Sometimes you're just proud of like a product you came out with, you know, like I've sat and listened to my songs over and over again, whether it's because I'm like in the middle of mixing it and I'm like, I want to figure out what more I can do to this or what needs to be changed to make it better. Yeah. Or I'm just really proud of it. And I'm like, each time I listen to it, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like listening to the production of the song like not even just vocals all the time but just the like music behind i'm like oh that's so cool like yeah it's totally fine to be proud of something you do you know there's a difference between confidence and cockiness you know there you
0: go That okay that's yeah. good to hear because there there's certain songs where i try to replicate the emotion if there's yes. something i'm going through mm-hmm. like I, I started doing this after my mother passed away during the pandemic and like there, so there were no to stages that. to go to i would have right. done stand-up and this is why i did this and Boy, it's been really healing, but to try and really uh, duplicate the emotion yeah. with, with some of these songs, oh, then I cry. You know, I, I listen to these songs, and then if I do a good job, I cry, and four people will listen to them online. I don't care; they're not for it's anybody. Healing else. for you,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If if in the midst of it, four people hear it, and that really made even one person's day a little bit better. Yeah. you know, if it reaches one person and can touch one person, like. With TikTok, you know, um, I release like little clips of original songs on TikTok. And guess what? They might not blow up because I'm stuck right now. I'm stuck in a funny enough. I also love comedy and oh, I yeah. I love doing like stupid comedy skits as well. Nice. So my TikTok is filled with a lot of that. And then I also did a lot of horror content. And I I actually had a lot of viral videos for my comedy and my horror but not necessarily my music so you get stuck in an algorithm and you have to rework it <laughs> no, i was like i hear you i guess i'll start focusing <laughs> on my music here, algorithm
0: but- that, you know here's what i'm tra- chris i didn't even tell you this i had this idea last night because all i do is i just, I just hey, people are like you must have so much free time what's the time a song is four minutes uh-huh. i point my camera at the television so that you see the words every song is on youtube the karaoke yep. version i stand behind my phone i just sing into the phone
1: yeah, it's not that time consuming
0: it really isn't, and I don't yeah. do that much. But now I started playing around with double tracking, and I've been I did uh, about four David Bowie songs. So I'm singing two tracks and then putting them together. And but I'll tell you what, that, that saying two wrongs don't make a right, <laughs> oh that doesn't apply to double tracking because it sounds a lot better to get Yeah, after the, you're yeah. You're almost faking, but if it's good enough for the Beatles, there you go. You know what I mean? They did a ton of, of double tracking. Absolutely. But so now, Chris, I'm thinking about hey Jackson, Jackson Dunkelman. <laughs> God and do you keep forgetting sometimes i forget things that's your middle name um <laughs> it sounds like my middle name keep, like keeping I'm keep keeping all per- this in, by the way we're creating here um <laughs> what was i gonna say oh so in like in in the algorithm nobody's gonna care oh, about yeah, it's yeah. all your face and so chris i don't have very much respect for lip-syncing there's a lot of lip-syncing going on so i thought is lip-syncing a talent no what about lip-syncing to yourself Right, Dunky Okey two point Okey. I'm yes. thinking of doing it and just lip syncing to myself with the camera, right on me. So okay, there's your face algorithm. I'll dance, yeah. And then I might just do that to all. Well, songs. and see,
1: that's that's totally fine because sometimes it's necessary to get the quality that you want too. You know, mm-hmm. when when you think about like when I do my live videos, I'll explain like like what I do. So I go to my re- recorder or whatever and what I'll usually do for my acoustic um, recordings, I record them on voice notes and I do it live, all one take, but then I right. drag and drop that into you a know, uh, video editing thing, and mm-hmm. then Chris, my boyfriend who's a videographer, he'll film the video and so that I can focus on my movements and not singing at the same time as my, because my nostrils yeah. flare, I make sure. some ugly faces, yeah, which yeah. is which is fine. I mean, there's times where I totally do it like live, live, too. But the recording is still live. I still yeah. recorded that completely live. There's no editing afterwards. It's one take front to back. So the vocals are still 100% live. But the yeah. video, I am technically lip syncing to my live track to Got create you. this video. That's fine. And people do that all the time.
0: Do you let sound come out or are you purely lip syncing? Yeah, so lip-syncing. usually I sing
1: along with it as well. That's what we'll I And we'll just obviously thinking. mute the... The sound from the video camera, and just right. put in my live recording from when I've recorded it prior. If that makes sense.
0: Yes, yes. So I think you answered a question, Chris. I have not even gotten to any of your questions. I've just been enjoying talking. So <laughs> <Is, laughs> he's the one shooting those uh, those videos.
1: Yes. Yeah, yep.
0: they're really, really great. He does Thank a great you. job. So Thank I don't you. even know if that was on the list, Chris. I'll but, let uh, him know. <laughs> it is on the list.
2: It is on the list.
0: We're a half hour in. I haven't asked a question that was on this list. I don't I don't need you, Chris. Of course <laughs> I need you. I want you. I want um, you. She says this now. <laughs> <laughs> so your first gig, did, did, are we talking paid gig here, Chris? Or when was the first
2: gig you, your first public? What was your first public gig like? What, when were you, your name was on the program? Uh, how old were you when you had that, Sarah?
1: Oh, this I'm trying to remember. I okay, because I'd been on stage obviously many times <laughs> with my dad, mm-hmm. and I've done musicals. But if we're talking about outside of musicals, and we're talking about my first musician gig, I want to say where my name was like up on the marquee and everything, and it was my first like show with my full band. I would say maybe I was like 14 or 15, and it was actually. Do you remember the bar Jimmy D's, Chris? in fall Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That was,
1: that's like my first like memory. I feel like I may have had something like little before that, but I feel like that was my first really big that where everyone came out. I was like, it's my first like band show kind of thing. So yeah, that was probably, that was probably my first time aside from Tanya Tucker, but it was my dad's name on that. I was just, you know, there singing.
2: Right. With them. Sure. sure. So I'm, I'm sure I saw you at one point there.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I used to play there a lot. One of the times
2: you came back, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And they, you know, obviously that was like uh, my first paying as well. So. Now,
0: is that the age where you realize this is going to be my career? This is what I want to do? This is going to be a thing?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's when I. Yeah, I realized I was like, damn, I can get paid and make a living off of something I love?
0: Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I, I, the first time I was like, "You're gonna give me seventy five bucks and I get the drink for free for talking." Yeah, it wasn't for like a whole minutes?
1: lot, but I was like,
0: "Yeah, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter." It's like yeah, you're your free drink. You know... you're a professional.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. if somebody gives yeah. you
0: money for something. That's you're professional. you know, you got a product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so moving to Nashville, obviously we've talked about that. Um, tell us about the song "Proud."
1: Yes, uh, my little baby. That's my baby yeah? song. <laughs> um, so actually, I think I wrote that one over COVID as well, the pandemic. Uh, um, very beginning of the pandemic, I was, and I wrote this one on, on keys. I wrote this on piano. So it actually was written piano first, and it kind of changed a little bit more because we put it on acoustic, just changed the feel a little bit. Yeah. Um, But, and it was funny because I was talking to my brother. Now, I only have one sibling that... Um, we have the same parents. The rest are half siblings. But my brother Damon, him and I both share the same mother and father. And he was talking to me and he was like, have you written a song? Because my mom passed away when I was younger. I'm I'm sure you all know that. But um, he had said to me, he was like, have you written a song since Heaven's Gate? Now Heaven's Gate was like the first real song I'd ever written. I was like 12. And And that one was for my mom.
0: When did your mom pass? How old were you?
1: I was nine. It was a week before my 10th birthday.
0: Okay. I was a uh, couple weeks after my 11th birthday. I lost my oh, father. So I'm sorry. we have that in common. I'm it's, sorry too.
1: Yeah, no. And it's, it is difficult, but it's something that like, and, and while of course, we're always sad to hear that someone else has gone through it, it does yeah. show you that you're never really alone. You know, a lot yeah. of us go through these same things and you can find comfort yes. in not feeling that loneliness, you know, of course, that's the one yeah. good thing that I'm like to try to find the positive in something, right? <laughs> in, yeah, it's a thing. Negatives. Like
0: anytime somebody loses a parent, and I, you know, I say, you know, I, I get it. Right, unders- like,
1: and that helps boy, them. Like, you,
0: you know, if they're forty, it's like, oh, you're so lucky. You're yeah. like, uh, how do you yeah. say that without being insensitive without, or making yeah. it about you? It's yeah. a weird thing. Like, yeah, you know, hey, welcome sure. to the club. Nobody wants to be in, but you know, you're not alone.
1: Yes, but, exactly. One hundred percent. It doesn't
0: matter what age it is. It's a. De- it's just devastating. It and, is. Um, it is, yeah. and it's. But you use that as fuel.
1: It always feels weird. Yeah. Still, <laughs> it feels unnatural. Yeah. But, um, but so he had been asking me if I had written a song about her since that, and I said no, actually. And I really got mm. to thinking. I was like, kind of weird that I hadn't. It. It's not that I don't think about her. It's just that like I felt like I had healed from that, and just yeah. never really got around to like writing something else. Because you know, I was like, I-, I did, and I was like, actually, I really would love to write a song about her now that I'm an adult. Like, yeah. and see how different the two songs are. Sure. And just the meaning behind it. And I just started writing it and just started thinking of things my dad t- would tell me. You know, the first line was, Daddy says that I look like you. And I was just thinking of all these things that my dad had told me over the years nah. about her, things that I miss about her. And I was like, What do I want to drive home with this? And I was like, What's the one thing that I always wonder? And I was like, I always wonder if she's proud of me. Yeah, and I it's was a like beautiful song and that that hit me and I was like oh my gosh it's gonna be called proud yeah. I was like because how relatable is that we've all like, lost someone yeah. that we look up to or someone super close to us and I feel like we've all wondered at some point like am I making you proud am I making you smile like am I doing the right things here yeah and so I was like that's just Are so you relatable this? <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you know?
1: and so that it just I mean it was one of the quickest songs I had ever written I wrote really? it in just like Probably two hours, like front to back. Oh my god! Just done. Wow. Yeah, and and that's not all the time. Sometimes I'm sitting on a song right now that is amazing. Yeah. I'm so proud of this song, and I still only have half of it done. It's like one of those where I'm like, "Damn, where do I go from here?" Like the first yeah. half is like so clever, and I'm like, "What do I talk about now?" And I'm like, "You get stuck." Here's the thing.
0: Don't do you think? And this is the big question of creativity is. Is it local or is it non-local? Is it inside your brain or is your brain an antenna to a greater field, and that's where you're plucking it out from? I, I don't know if you saw the the, the Beatles documentary, but you're I watching haven't. Paul McCartney and he's creating. He's creating "Let It Be." You're watching him. That's listening. Really they're cool. not even focused. You yeah. just hear him in the background, and he's mother. It's just like, where is that coming from? where is that from? That guy's not a human. That's not a human being.
1: The process process is really crazy when you think about it. It really is. Because it's not just like, okay, lyrics and you're done. It's like, oh, I got to come up with the chords. I have to come up with the structure. The melodies that I'm going to sing, the phrasing. I mean, there's so much that goes into it and like, as I continue to write, I learn something new about writing every time I do it.
2: Sure,
0: you know. What do you I... think? It, what comes to you first—is it the melody or the words? Because I, you know, him and a lot of people, it seems like they just mumble, and then they come up with the words later. Which I was fascinated by watching that.
1: No, it is interesting. And honestly, I'm trying to think what I do mostly, but there are times where I'll think of an idea first, yeah. like something that I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of a cool hook and um like okay for example this song that i was talking about that i haven't finished yet when i first started going going into write, i was like i haven't written a song in a while but i don't want to just write a throwaway song i want to write something that the words are clever and so i was thinking this time i had thought about my idea first what's the subject going to be about where do i Uh want this to go to now normally i feel like i do start with melodies or i'll start with chords something that starts ringing, like, okay, so I'll, you know, start playing some chords, and then I'm like, oh, this melody, so I do chords and melody kind of at the same, or I'll just do Mm -hmm. melody, and then I'll figure out the chords later. So typically, it's probably melody for me, and then I put lyrics to it, but this time, so it just depends, like, this time, I'd start it with an idea and lyrics first, and I wanted it to be, I wanted it to talk about what would have happened if I'd never met the person I'm with now, the person right. that I love. So it was like if I'd never loved you, I'd probably be back home hanging with my buddies in a bar just down the road. Yeah, like yeah. that's the first line. And it's like, um hold on. If I never loved you, I'd probably be hanging Oh yeah. Trying to have a good time, drinking a few so I can unwind. And then the next line, um so just it just goes on listing off of all these things yeah. What I And it's not negative, it's just a matter of fact. What would I be doing if I wasn't here in Nashville with this man that I love? I probably right. would have moved back home. I may be, because he has pushed me so much and taught me so much that honestly, I'd, I do wonder sometimes if I wasn't with him, if I hadn't met him, maybe I would have moved back home. Maybe I would have went back to school. And yeah. it just names all these things that I could be doing with my life now, but then it goes into the chorus and it says, if I never loved you, maybe I'd have met someone, someone who makes me smile after a hard day is done. And maybe he'd have taken my hand and walked me in that church and swear that he'd be there through the love and the hurt. But thankfully, God knew I wouldn't know what to do if I'd never loved you.
0: That's beautiful. So
1: it kind of comes back full circle. It starts, and that's why I wanted it to be so clever. And so I came up with those, that idea first. And then I was like, I, I know I want a pretty melody. I know I want this to have Um, a melancholy feeling in the chorus. I wanted it to be vibrant in the verses and then this melancholy like melody in the chorus. So I kind of knew what direction I wanted to go in and I just sat down and it just really flowed and I just, I love it so much. But now I'm like, okay, that was really good. Now where do I go?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now what? (laughs) So it just
1: depends, you know, it can start with melodies, chords, or it can start with an idea and I come up with them kind of simultaneously it's really just right by right it can change whatever works best for you
0: you're you're exploring you're exploring uh alternative timelines that's an interesting yes. way of writing a song because yeah. I I think about that I am from a town one street lay what if I' would never done this
1: yeah what would and I be you, doing when I first showed my boyfriend he was like he was like wait are you saying you wish you had met someone else and I was like <laughs> and I want it I didn't want it to be super black and white I want it The listener to have to really listen to it and interpret it, because it's not it's not saying I wish I had these things. It's just matter of fact. Maybe I would have met someone else. Yeah, and maybe he would have made me happy. That's not saying that the man I'm with now doesn't. It's just matter of fact that maybe it had been somewhere else. But thankfully, God knew I wouldn't know what to do if I never loved you. Like,
0: yeah, it's interesting because I think about that. Like, I'm divorced and it was pretty nasty, and we get along great now. But like, oh well, that's just for my kid. But wouldn't I have had an amazing kid with somebody else? Would it be the same type of kid? Would he have all the good of me?
1: Like right. you just don't know. It's all these things that you wonder, and I'm like, I feel like that's also relatable. Like we always wonder, like where would I be if this didn't happen? If this didn't happen? It, it, but yeah. in the end, it all it all happens for a reason, and you're where you're supposed to be. So
0: I saw a quote from you, where I, I'm paraphrasing, but you're just yeah, like, if sure. I, I didn't want to, I just didn't want to not know. I got to take a chance and see rather than just yes. think about what could have happened and something happened to me I just start, I started doing stand-up when I was 20 and I used to play basketball with a you know group of and there were adults older guys and, and us kids in high school and and I saw one of the guys I used to play with and I hadn't seen him in a while and he was so happy to see me he was like what are you doing and I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to move I, I I've been doing stand-up comedy and I'm gonna go and, and give it a shot and he he just went ah that's great. And he just you could see he was getting upset damn and he almost like god he's like you know what when i was your age i had i wanted to get into this business i wanted to act and i decided to get married and raise a family and i saw it in his eyes and i was like i am not gonna be that guy yeah i can't be that guy yeah and maybe he was put there for a reason to have that reaction yes. because he was almost mad and yeah. i'm like no way like, i, I would don't want to yeah. go and fail And be I don't care. At least I know. Exactly. And that's priceless. I I I, yeah, I have the same attitude.
1: And I totally one hundred percent believe that because I mean I'd be lying if I said I don't get extremely anxious for a lot of things that I do. I have terrible anxiety and a lot of us struggle with it. But it's like I think I'd have more anxiety if I didn't (laughs) try something and then I was like Well what could have been? Like I feel like you gotta you just gotta go for it you know and it, like you said if, if something doesn't work out at least you tried it yeah you know and it if it something does fail I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason you fail upward yeah yeah that's I feel the key like to yeah, this exactly. business. you fail upward yeah that's because the only way you're, at, you're yeah. going
0: to fail for good is if you stop trying
1: exactly as long you're as done. You, if you fall get back up yeah right mm-hmm.
0: Um. that's very interesting I just had a thought. Um, Chris, jump in here, you're not talking. I had a thought and it went away. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask some of these questions. Um, I want to get that thought back, because it was cool. You got it. You want me to wait for your
2: thought, or you want me
1: to no, just No, go out. ahead, it looks good <laughs> to, come to me.
2: Okay. My kid is being quiet, I'm thrilled. It's too quiet in here. What's happening? <laughs> too quiet. Sarah, why don't you tell us about your newest song, Love Will Hit You Hard.
1: Yes. So, now, this song is actually the only song that i've released and that i probably will release that i haven't written and i and i don't know yeah i don't know if y'all know that but this is actually the one song my light's about to fall don't fall okay it listened (laughs) (laughs) um but so one of my dear friends one of my best friends her name is tori allen she is a phenomenal singer writer just musician she was the one that i was referring to that can play literally everything and anything and she's so good she actually was just on tour with the killers you know oh, who they cool. are Mr. Oh, Bright. Great, yeah like she was just on a world tour with the killers awesome. one of my
2: one of my favorite bands yep. she,
1: oh yeah she just literally did their entire world tour with them she's phenomenal that's so cool um but we were actually playing a writer's round together um over the pandemic we we were hosting a writer's round in what we called our garage Ole opry and um she sang this song and it was love Will hit you hard and i said first of all it sounds like a song i would have written like it's so yeah. up my alley of <laughs> writing and like everything i was like i was like what song is that and she told me and i was like have you recorded that and she was like yeah but like i never released it and she was like honestly she was like this does sound like a new song hey. she was like would you want to record it and i was like a hell yeah (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) and i was like i have so many ideas on production for this like i knew exactly what i wanted to do with that song it was almost it felt like i had written it Mm. and i was so pissed that i didn't (laughs) i was like damn why did i not write that one with you um and she had written it with i think four other artists another friend of mine Corey wagar i'm so bad Uh, shauna bolton and then i'm so bad i always forget the the other guy's name but um I have it's it's online you can find but they're great writers and i went and recorded it production came out exactly how i wanted it and i was like this is gonna be my next single it it just has to be it's just so good it's so good and it's so relatable too and i also wanted it to like be kind of a lesson like and raise awareness to domestic violence because it happens a lot in relationships and it goes both ways I mean women yeah. can absolutely abuse men Yes, they can. just as men can abuse women and I think that you know needs to be talked about more especially for the men you know I feel like sometimes people still think it's like oh get over it man up it's just a girl like no sure. they could still do a lot of damage and it's very mental like it's it's yes. very mentally taxing to go through something like that and so that's why you know when I put these videos out I don't try to say like was your ex-boyfriend like I don't want it to just be you know from a girl's perspective with a guy it can be anyone sure. you know we all go through these things and um I did the music video and that's coming out soon and it's it's a little it's a little racy there's there's some sexy scenes on there but it, they say it
0: sells. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it also it's not it's not just that for no reason. Like it definitely drives home a point. There's a really great storyline throughout it. And I poured my heart and soul into the production of this song, the production of this music video, because it, even though I didn't write it, it still felt so close to my heart. Sure. And I've just put so much work into this. And so did, so did Chris. Like our whole team really did. And so um, right now we're waiting. It's under review with CMT right now. We're hoping that they'll premiere the music video. Oh, that would be but, awesome. But uh, the only reason I'm a little nervous that they might not is because it is a little, it is a little risque at times. Nothing like crazy, but for like CMT, it might be. Sure. So that's the only reason that they, in my head, that they might not. And that wouldn't upset me because I would understand because um, they did premiere proud. Um, but, you know, a country has grown so much now, so I uh. feel like it would still fit but we'll find out but i just i love the song i love the message it puts out and i'm i'm just really grateful that this group of writers allowed me you know to release it and trusted me with my vision of what this was so
0: i love it i captured my thought what what hold on okay. uh, before i lose <laughs> <alert, laughs> it but look man I'm, fa- I'm older than you when when they come <laughs> back you got to you got to <laughs> grab them um you said that you have a lot of anxiety Now, i've been there as well um, if you're comfortable talking about oh, it. I'm going to open book, yeah. What's the root of that? And that's my first question. What do you think the root of it could be? Because what I've learned is that anxiety is living in the future, depression is living in the past. Okay. There's only one place that you can be and actually be happy, and that's in the right now. And that's but in the present. That's my question. Yeah. Where do you think you, your anxiety uh, comes from, and do you meditate?
1: So I'll answer the second one first because that's an easier, quicker answer. I do not meditate. Okay. Um, But I pray a lot, and I feel like, you know, <laughs> that's you know that's my form of meditation is prayer
0: it's in the same vein but um i I, if i could give you some advice i would say give it a shot because that anxiety will go away it'll go away and you will start to i don't know how else to say this but i've been doing it for eight years 20 minutes a day that's it yeah and um the changes in my life
1: have been amazing
0: you, you cannot you can't argue with the results that's awesome. it has literally I'm really happy rewired my brain it has helped my creativity and it's also it's it's even got to the point I've talked to Chris about this we're not going to get into it but I I've almost in a weird way gotten to the point where I'm I'm almost manipulating my reality i am wow. i'm thinking things and then i'm putting the intention and then i and then they happen it's that's weird. amazing and yeah, no, i cannot i cannot stress this enough i would recommend it to you prayer is great it's two different it's 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 the same category No. but it's different
1: because one is
0: one is one is literally rewind one is praying to god and the other one is like oh he's right in here
1: right that's where
0: god is and when you can control your in your interior man Uh life gets so much easier and i I just want to throw that out there yeah
1: no absolutely and and thank you for sharing that because um i actually was just thinking recently that i wanted to try some meditation and some just kind of yoga type stuff so it's funny that you did bring that up. That's, that's something that I, yeah, this
0: is what, so look, it's kind it, of
1: just more reassurance to try it. Oh yeah.
0: man. If somebody would have talked to me about this when I was 20, if, if I would have had this before the life would be complete, but you know what, the journey wouldn't have been the same and the result, like it doesn't matter because I, I'm, yeah. ha- happiness is internal. Yeah. It is not external. And for somebody Absolutely. in this business and especially somebody young, the quicker you figure that out. The quicker that all those disappointments and all that anxiety just goes away, she yeah. don't give a shit anymore.
1: Yep, yep. You know and, you're and on hey, the right path. I and uh, can't wait for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, just don't. Oh, <laughs> but, it comes, it <laughs> comes. But you got to get knocked around. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think that? Don't you think you got to get knocked around a little bit to really appreciate? Yeah, and, be the, the, and the, I think that helps you understand things more to too. Yeah,
1: but right. I mean, for the first part of the question, where does my anxiety come from? I don't think it stems necessarily from maybe one place, Uh, um, like, isolated incident. But I do think the main thing of where it came from probably did come from the loss of my mom. And um, I think it came from there because it wasn't a natural death. Um, It was suicide. And I think that opens a whole other whole door of thing. trauma yep. because the incident itself was very traumatic yeah. you know she she went missing for days at first so Jeez. not only that but then they found her you know yeah passed away and she had done it with uh muscle relaxers somas to be exact she had taken a bottle of somas
0: Da-da-da. and
1: um you know as a nine-year-old well you know about to be 10 very confusing Oh, very yeah. confusing. And the first thing I did was 100% blame myself. Of course. And I did that for a very long time, and I had, you know, I had to get therapy because of it. Sure. But then also a lot of the trauma. So I definitely, I guess it did stem initially from that, but then there were a lot of things that happened after that. Yeah. Um, you know, after my mom passed, I had moved in with my dad, and I had dealt with a lot of things that I felt like made that transition a lot more difficult than it needed to be. And then I had, you know, I had to go through a lot of therapy. They had me on Concerta for ADHD the... and it actually really made my brain go like haywire. Oh, yeah. Like I you had really bad side effects from it and yeah. I was so young. They just, you know, just put me on it. Here, give her oh, this. put that
0: on imedi- immediately? Like when you yeah. were 11? Oh.
1: Yeah. And... um. It was not good for me at all. And also I was in a church at this time that had a youth group. So it was all these things. I mean, this all happened within like the year. So like my mom needing to, you know, get therapy. um, And then we started going to this youth group and this youth group was teaching the children that, um, you know, if you don't believe in God, you're going to go to hell. But the way they were, I'll tell you how they explained it. You're going to go to hell and you're going to burn in the fiery depths and agonizing pain for all eternity. I mean, just painting this horrible, horrible, scary picture, to yep. like scaring us into believing. And I don't think that yeah. is the way to go about it, you know. Yeah. And Catholic. Talk about, I
0: grew up Catholic. I get you'll it. You'll get
1: possessed. I'm, I mean, just the scariest things. <laughs> I was petrified. I was absolutely yeah. petrified. Told me the devil would be under my bed and drag me oh. to hell. Oh. I mean, just like sick things that the youth group actually got shut down. because other kids were going they were like teaching i mean just not right like it was not appropriate and it literally scared me so much i mean i was 10 and i just lost my mom i'd just been in intense therapy for that so and i'm on this medicine that's making me not think properly and now i'm being told the devil's under my bed (laughs) and i'm 10 (laughs) so you can imagine how petrified i was to the point you, where- You turned
2: out great with all that. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, of all the beds to be I, under, why, why like, that was just so terrible. Petrified. I went through such a difficult <laughs> mental time. Yeah. And it, I mean, I started be- really believing this. I was petrified to sleep. I was sleeping halfway in my hallway, halfway in my room. Oh. And then my friends decided we should all go see The Exorcism of Emily Rose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> through all of this. Oh, <laughs> no. And
1: I went. I will say that movie- ruined my life
0: oh my god
1: all of this together ruined my life
0: an intense i movie. could not
1: sleep alone till i was like 18 dude. like petrified because literally I, my church had told me i was going to get possessed and then i saw this movie and i was like oh
2: <laughs> i'm petrified You're right there it is so yeah I was like that's so- that's awful you had to deal with that that's terrible i'm sorry you had to deal with that it's oh my yeah. god it sucks
1: it was horrifying and it was it was really really tough like when i look back on it it was really tough and um what, wait, hold on. I lost my train of thought. What was the initial question? Oh, where my anxiety came from? Sorry. Just yeah. Get off on tangent sometimes. Um, You're but, answering
0: it very well. Yes, gonna, but like, that's yeah, definitely... That would give anybody anxiety.
1: <laughs> and then, so my my dad and his wife told my doctors, you know, this medicine is like really making her like off the wall. I mean, I was yeah. hysterical, like thinking things were happening that weren't like, And it was just like i had my dad's friend who was a priest come over and pray over me because i was so petrified as a child
2: about this whole thing that the youth
1: group had said in this movie all of it together was just like disaster so they got me off the medicine and things definitely got better after that because it's it's crazy what these medicines can do to these children like i can't believe that kids get put on some of this stuff i'm like what like
0: yeah, and I thought about that. What if some teacher, like, I'm going to have to really be calm if somebody yeah. wants to put my, like, you know, just... No, it's,
1: it can be very dangerous. Hey. Our, our brains are so underdeveloped still oh, at that time. Of course. Like, it's so dangerous to be messing around with medications that literally alter the brain and the chemicals yeah. in the brain. Especially when you're dealing with something already traumatic. It's just, yeah. like, you don't properly cope when that's happening. No. no. So, you know, a lot of that happened, and I think... Throughout the years, um, there was just, you know, factors that just kind of didn't really allow me to heal properly, I feel sure. like, as a child, and things that continued on throughout my life that made it really difficult to actually heal. Yeah. And sometimes I even feel like I still haven't healed from certain trauma sure. that I dealt with. Um, Things that still kind of haunt my mind there's just a lot of things that you know happened throughout my life that just made it really difficult to fully heal because things uh-huh. you know would keep happening or whatever but you know my dad was always super supportive and never judgmental like that's what i love about my dad that's is great. anything that i ever talked to about him he was never judging me or making me feel like i was crazy or like my feelings were always valid yeah and that's something i really really appreciate with him and my little sisters i'm so close with them i'm so grateful for like the siblings and the family that i had because they really did help me get through a lot of difficult things yeah. and i think through music that definitely helped a lot as well and i think my anxiety also derives from being such an empath mm-hmm. um i feel other people's anxiety too and yep. it's something that i am that i do struggle with because i love helping people and i I literally love being a therapist to people because number one, I I know that it's helping them. But also sometimes they feel bad. They're like, I feel bad. I'm pawning too much off on you. I'm like, no, it helps me forget about my bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like helping you with your bullshit. helps me forget about my bullshit. So it's we for both benefiting. You know, I take people's anxieties and sometimes they become my own because I worry so much about other people. And that's just something that's a part of who I am ingrained in me. And it's something that you know, sometimes when it does get overwhelming, I do have to take a step back and say, I need to do something for myself right now because I need to re-energize. Like if you're yeah. completely drained, it's really difficult to 100% be there for others. So I feel like- It sounds like you dealt with, with it, it in,
0: in as healthy a way as you could have. Like yeah, I, I, I went <laughs> straight to self-medication. Great. Yeah. I mean, I knew where the liquor cabinet was and I knew how to get a chair.
1: Yep. Oh.
0: Right, above, right above the fridge. Uh-huh. You know, I knew. Yep. I mean, I was drinking vodka yep. and Kool Aid when I was eleven years old.
1: Yep. And, and uh,
0: here, here we are at fifty. I'm finally, you know, figuring it out.
1: Yes, and <laughs> and I'm I'm proud of you because it's definitely not or, easy. And you know, I never necessarily um coped with alcohol, but mm, I definitely good. drank like like when I was anxious, it wasn't like I need to go get a drink. Like that wasn't really how I coped, which okay. I'm thankful for. Um, I never got into drugs or anything. I, like, never tried anything. I mean, what are we allowed to talk about on here?
0: Anything. Did we we talked about done, the I well, did well, whatever I like. did all. I've d- it's <laughs> okay. easier for me to list the drugs that I didn't do.
1: I'm a big fan <laughs> of marijuana.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. That's <laughs> the only one I do. I'm a huge
1: marijuana, yes. Oh, man. And, no,
0: okay. How does that affect your voice? Or do you just edibles? Um, or if you're talk, cool with yeah, talking about them? Yeah, that's actually a good them? question. Because I so, think I need to quit smoke. I think I need to quit because I quit cigarettes seven years ago. Good haven't had a drag. Yeah. And it's different because pot almost... I read a study that during COVID, oh, it'll help you not get COVID. And I'm like, that's the only study I need to read.
1: I read that too. (laughs) And and I was (laughs) like, hell yeah. (laughs) And I got
0: COVID and I smoked every night. And I'm like, I'm not going through this sober.
1: You're like, nope, not doing it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So how is that?
1: How do you cope with that? Because congestion is a
0: problem with me in my singing.
1: Now, um, obviously too much of anything you sure, is for you. And, and obviously, smoking anything isn't great for your lungs. I mean, it's, it's not fire; it's just how it is. But <laughs> it's—I mean, it's—it's it's better than vaping. It's better than smoking cigarettes. It's better than yeah. cigars. It's better than tobacco. So, I mean, you could say, you know, it's better this, better that. But at the end of the day, um, I haven't noticed it affecting my voice because I, I do smoke it. So. But I am very aware that it could, at some sure. point, you know. Um, you could make it more raspy or at times it does make me phlegmy. Now, if I do notice phlegm, I will take a break from smoking.
0: What's the trick? Is there any way to get like, here's the thing. I, I want to start singing, but like I'm in my living room and if I don't have it, I don't sing, but you yeah. can't not have it if you're got a gig.
1: Yeah, no. So, well, no. so for me, I actually can, I, I cannot and will not smoke weed when I'm singing. Um, but what, what does
0: that mean? Wh- when? like smoke high or like or like it for a couple days high. before you advocate <laughs> I can't no no stone. yeah i found that too and i'm like no ah, way this is amazing i'm in it and then i listen to it like oh this
1: sucks no well and it's mainly for me like i get my mouth gets so dry like i yeah. can't i literally yeah. physically could not i'd be like oh. like no <laughs> um but yeah also i feel like sometimes for me I get really spacey. So I'm like, I don't want to blank out. And I also sure. don't want to be, I want to be as present as possible during a show. Yes. Like I, it would make me way too anxious to be stoned Oh, I and smoked pot before I did
0: stand up. I had just started doing oh, it. I, I hadn't been ever. on stage. And when I had a drink in one hand and I had the microphone in the other, when I tried to speak into the drink, I thought I'm never doing this again. <laughs> That's, That's the end of this experiment. You know, I never did it again.
1: I will have like, uh, so on a, on a side note, I actually gave up like heavy drinking and when i say heavy it's not like i was drinking every day but i definitely like when i did drink on the weekends or whatever it was like a decent amount like i was definitely getting drunk you know like having fun with my friends or whatever but i would notice the day after my anxiety would be so much worse and it is Mm. i mean alcohol definitely gives you it can give a lot of people anxiety and it can heighten any feeling they're having sure yes so uh over a year ago was the last time that i had been drunk or even like buzzed so Uh, i actually um i don't do liquor anymore either so when i do drink it's purely social and i have like a i I set a limit it's probably a mental thing because i had an injury last year and that's actually why I, i stopped smoking and i stopped drinking when this injury happened because mentally i wasn't okay from this injury yeah um I never, I didn't know if I'd be okay again to do the things that I love or even just like, I I had ended up tearing my hamstring and I had extended my spine, overextended it. Everything ended up being okay, thankfully, but I'm still healing from it. And it's been since last November. Oh, wow. Uh, So it was a pretty serious (laughs) injury and it messes with you mentally more than anything. And I remember being like, okay, I need to deal with this and not have anything adding to the stress factors. Sure. And feeling not completely in control gives me anxiety. So drinking or smoking, you know, makes you feel like you're not 100% in control and I didn't like that. So I gave that up for months completely. Mm. And not until I started getting better mentally again, did I slowly incor- incorporate those things back in, in a very healthy, you know, in the most healthy way you can with, you know, and yeah. al- everyone knows alcohol is not good, for you know. Oh, but God. now I'll drink three Michelob Ultras in a three, four hour span. I don't feel anything, but sure. it's purely social, you know. <laughs> like that's all I do now when pad I do drink.
0: Thing. Like I drink yeah. at home alone. I don't go out much anymore. Yeah. But I used to drink bourbon and whiskey and smoke that's cigarettes. It. And there yeah. were many mornings where I thought I'm dying. Yeah. I'm killing myself. Yeah, I feel. It, I feel. And you feel like shit. Yeah. And it just. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, wine. I still feel like shit. I found the sweet spot at mm-hmm. fifty-one. Yep. White Claw. White Claw. That's it. Yep. And I am secure enough in my man- yes. manhood to admit that. Yeah. I get white cloth surge. There ain't nothing wrong with eight, that. It's eight percent instead of five. So I feel like there's something happening.
1: Right. Yeah, it's my megalopoles technically- was like four percent. I feel nothing, but I'm like It's water. You're drinking remember. water, yeah. you're
0: hydrating. <laughs> I'm like, I right, got kind of buzz, but then you got marijuana yeah. has helped me drink less. It's helped me cut way down. Yes. So, I definitely,
1: it's good to have it at a healthy spot and do it in moderation. You know, anything that you do too much of isn't healthy for your body, it's not healthy for your mind. Right. And so, back to the smoking thing, I am very aware that smoking is not good for your vocals. And so, I do go through times where I completely stop smoking and I take very long breaks and I just do edibles. And actually,
0: I can't get them to work. No.
1: You know what? They don't work for me. If you ever come visit nashville i'm gonna book a if you
0: keep yeah i'll go right now if you can do because i really do i got you I, I don't want to <laughs> i don't want to put any more the poison in my lungs because yeah. i want to develop no. and there's a Edibles band called great. the tragically but, hip yeah have you ever heard of the band tragically Hip? yes i have yeah oh they're my favorite band and uh you know, gourd passed away brain cancer and uh i saw a quote hit i i didn't listen to their music for a while the last couple albums and then i listened to them like what happened to his voice? Oh, my God. Because I thought I could get his voice pretty close. I'm like, it's just light years. And then I see a clip. He quit smoking. Yeah. And he's like, hey, listen, man. You know, I, Tom Petty, you can smoke a pack, two packs a day if you want. But if you really want to get some... And I was like, oh, man. Now I got to quit. I got to mm-hmm. figure out. Somebody told me there's a little peanut butter cups that you can get that actually work. Really? But I, I got those gummies. I took a 50. 50 milligrams is a lot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. Should that's I awesome. have gotten
0: in a car? Should I have driven? No, but wow. it was, it, I just felt off. It wasn't was high.
1: Yeah, that's. I wild. do to get high.
0: I like that <laughs> feeling, so yes, I don't know well, what to do.
1: And edibles are so like they're so hit or miss. Well, for yeah. me, they always work, and I'm like,
0: God that's bless you. You're so that's lucky. That's why I
1: don't like edibles. For me, they're so strong. They're too strong, and they Good last so long. Oh, I'm and I'm so like, jealous. I don't want to be stoned for this long. <laughs> that's why I like smoking because the effects, like. I can control. I can control the yeah. effects of them. Now, yeah. like if I take an edible, some batches are stronger than others, and, and you where don't is know it the in dosage. the cookie? There's more yes. in this
0: bite. Yeah, yes. it's all very hit or miss, and that's yes. why I voted against it every year it came up for legalization. Here, I voted against it. Like if you're too dumb to go find a doctor and say I have anxiety and my leg hurts, and here's thirty dollars, yeah. and uh, you know now. It's all the taxes and it's all the packaging uh-huh. and it used to just be fish bowls, little right. little candy jars, yeah. And then they'd put it in a bag for you. and Now it's all the packaging and it's weaker yep. and Well, honestly, half
1: the half the places like so it's it's uh, illegal. Well, it's decriminalized here in Tennessee. Well, in Nashville, okay. Let me but it's not clarify.
0: legal, is it? Just medical, but it's not maybe legal,
1: not legal for anything because we're in mm. we're in the Bible oh. Belt. We're in yeah, the Bible Belt, so we're going to be the last to get. Jesus made it. through for those. What are you doing? I, God, I agree. God, put it in For a I reason. Agree. Smoke it. I agree. It. I know. Everyone's always like, the <laughs> devil's lettuce. I'm like, no, he has nothing to do with it. It's the green.
0: God, you, I mean, think about all the unbelievable music and unbelievable film and unbelievable art that has come from this beautiful plant. Yeah.
1: And let me tell you, marijuana can do such wonders. I mean, why do you think oh. the doctors do give it medically? I mean, there are, yeah. there are literal like. There's things that have been done th- to show that these things work for anxiety, depression, pain, yes. um and it's natural, you know. It's yeah. it's like so we're gonna okay, Vicodins and Percocets and Xanax, just kill them out like people. it's candy that kills people,
0: kills tens of thousands of people every year dying from not You can't. <laughs>
1: It's you literally can't
0: it's the something something factor I don't know but you literally it's it has not to a be thing. like not a bale of hay I mean one of those giant bales I don't know where if you have ba- those giant bales you have to smoke that yeah Chris right. to yeah. die
1: now you can't me, it's money it's money it's <laughs> yeah. money and power it's all like, a racket it's crazy but no yeah so that's that's my that's my Chris step. I don't even care oh, about marijuana. these questions
0: I don't know how long we've been talking but yeah. I literally don't care about them <laughs> Do you care? Do you? Is there anything really important on? I, I'm sorry to poo-poo your work here, but I just just having fun talking. <laughs>
2: well, it's okay. I've I've gotten
0: used to that by now. Why um, don't no, no, you? But, you cherry pick the, whatever time we have left. You sure? You ask the, sure. The, the
2: biting questions that you wrote down. That <laughs> we're going to talk about weed. A- absolutely. So <laughs> I. It's funny when you're kind of the devil's come up a few times in this conversation, and yes. now <clears throat> it kind of makes sense to me. Why you love performing "The Devil Went Down to Georgia" so uh, often? Is that is that your favorite song to cover? He was looking for a soul to steal,
0: man. He was looking for a soul to steal. Not today, double.
2: Not today. Not today,
1: Satan. He, That's right. You,
2: you, you have to see Sarah cover that song. The that, devil was the first song
1: I, that was the first song I learned and performed. Which is, is it really? Well, okay, I've one, always been obsessed them, with that song. Which is crazy because I was like five years old singing that song. That is not an easy song. <laughs> it's not yeah. an easy song to stay on time, and there's a yeah. lot of lyrics, and they're, they're very quick. It's
0: quick. Yes, so they're very I'm quick.
1: So I'm a little impressed with Bait Me Spice because she, she did that when she was a kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, Chris, I think she would really enjoy a deep dive on my Instagram. I'm just saying, remind I the probably people. It's would. at the Brian it Sounds Dunkelman. like we're very similar. People. It's
1: just all fantasy football yeah.
0: promos and me singing. It's That's all it is. There's very little else.
1: I love it. I'll definitely be checking it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what advice do you have for somebody that wants to be a singer? What's, you know, is like you, has a dream that, you know, I want to make a career out of this. What what would you tell them, um, you know, no matter how old they are?
1: Yeah. I would, well, number one, I would say do it. Like if, you know, because the- you always get to that point where you're like, I want to do this, but you never take that step to do it. I would say, do it. But also, um, I would say something really important when you are getting into singing is get a vocal coach like immediately mm. and always have one. Like for the rest of my life, I will see a vocal coach. Yeah. Um, I'm do that. Okay, I'm gonna do that. has a vocal coach. I mean yeah. every phenomenal singer, every legend has a vocal coach. The vocal coaches have vocal coaches. Sure. I mean, because it's not even just learning techniques, it's continuing to make sure That you are healthy, that your vocals are healthy. Uh, And like, while I'm so proud of how far I've come, even just from when I moved to Nashville, I look back at videos and while I don't think I was ever a bad singer, holy shit, I'm like, I have grown so much as a vocalist and a musician. It's insane the things that I didn't know then. Like, and that even like when I first moved here, I honestly didn't realize how important bass players were and to the average person the average ear you don't really notice that I mean it's like the glue like bass players are so important and dynamics like Paul
0: McCartney again
1: loud and then soft like dynamics is something I'm so big on now and harmonies I could always sing harmonies like I said I learned them first before melodies but I was a singer who could sing harmonies I wasn't a harmony singer there's a difference you know uh, there, yes. there is yeah. a huge difference someone that can pick out harmonies sure you may be able to find the harmony but does it sound blended or do you sound like one voice you want to sound like mm. one unit when you're singing harmonies you don't yeah. want to be able to be like oh I can hear what that person's doing and it's not totally matching what you're doing like even your phrasing you have to say it's like um, Tennessee whiskey like you want to make sure you're also saying it the exact same way and you're not like Tennessee whiskey like you have to say you're phrasing completely the same as whoever's singing melody and you have to blend meaning like you know I might have to change my tone slightly to make sure it sounds as pleasant as possible with this other person's tone Um, you have to make sure you're not singing louder than the person singing melody and these are all things that I didn't see how important they were until I really took a delve into it and now I do consider myself a harmony singer. Like that's one of my favorite things to do because they are actually so intricate and they can so be funny. so difficult. And I think it's so fun. Like, so I, I could talk all day about. I harmonies. just started <laughs> doing
0: this. I just started <laughs> doing this. This week, the last three nights I've, I've, I've done, I did golden years and I did three different tracks and I put them together and I did space oddity last night Yeah. and I, I harmonized with myself. That's awesome. Yeah, And then I put them together and it's like takes forever to match them all perfectly on the, the, the it, editing yes. software that yes. Chris taught me how to use. And then you finally click it and I'm, and I'm like, that's my favorite part. Yes. I sing, I have a cocktail, and then I get stoned and I listen.
1: Yes, sir. And I'm like,
0: did I pull it off? Yep. And then sometimes I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. me. But I listen I was like,
1: oh, yeah. this sounds great.
0: It's yes, so exactly. fun. It's
1: so nice when it comes together. There's um, yeah. There's two girls that I sing with, Tori Allen. Which I I'd spoke about her and my other friend Tara Lynn Fister, amazing mm. artist Fister.
0: I grew up with Pfisters. They were Did golfers. You? Yes, oh that's funny. There's like four brothers.
1: That's funny. A lot of look at it all wants of them. Must be related. No, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we have a group together. When we do sing together, us three, we call ourselves the Stoner Barbies.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, that's a side band right there. That yeah. sells itself.
1: Three girls. Uh, Tori's on fiddle. You know, I'll do like because i I've gotten into percussion lately, like uh with a shaker, tambourine, that kind cool. of stuff. And um oh, which also, is so great Oh, she's phenomenal on it. And then Tara plays the guitar. And, um, we just harmonize so wonderfully together. And it's so fun getting to work with two other girls yeah. that are also phenomenal at harmonies. So we just like when it comes together, it's just like magical.
0: Who are your favorite harmonizers? Who I haven't asked you who your uh, musical influences are.
1: Oh, my musical influences. Um Celine Dion, like I said, uh, really, she is she is one of my absolute favorite vocalists. Um she's insane. <laughs> I
0: think the Indigo girls, I think their harmonies are beautiful. Obviously, yes. the Beatles.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of groups uh-huh. that like um the mamas and the papas, they had uh, amazing harmonies. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think who else I really, really listened to. I did listen to a lot of Leanne Rhymes actually. And she's a phenomenal... She's one that actually has gotten better with age. Like, she was always She just great. won The
0: mass Singer. My son is watching The watch- Masked Singer, unbeknownst to me. And I'm like, what are you she doing? He's like, he's been phenomenal. watching it with his grandfather. And I thought, oh, I could be on this show. And then I'm like... Oh my God! She these was people phenomenal. are incredible, yeah. and I'm like,
1: "What's Leon Rimes? She, she was phenomenal. These are real on it. singers. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, Who phenomenal!" Is this? I couldn't figure it out at first, and I was like, "Yeah." Oh my gosh, it's Leanne Rhymes! was yeah, like, Dude, so she's good. so good. Um, but yeah, and then Amy Lee from Evanescence. So her. I, I, I have all different genres. I'm playing with my earrings. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I have her. all different genres of of people that have influenced me over the years. Amy Lee is one of them. Um, yeah, like I said, Leanne Rimes, Celine Dion. Um, I always really liked Beyonce. Um, I think she is just so good. She's got really good vocal technique. Um yeah. someone that I I don't think I like took a lot of influence from, but can really respect as a vocalist is Ariana Grande. Sure. Um she has a beautiful she do you know what like a mixed voice is? Have you delved no. into that No. What yet? is that? So your mixed voice is basically exactly what it sounds like it's a mixture of all the different registers so you have your chest voice yeah uh which is what we're talking in right now this is considered your chest voice it's Uh all from here and then you have your pharyngeal voice which is kind of more like that you know it's kind of more up here Uh and then you have your head voice which is going to be all up here so your mixed voice is literally an even mixture of all three of those voices together
0: Whoa. and that's not just going in and out no nope. it's like oh my it's God. mixed it's
1: blending all of those registers together which is actually like one of the healthiest ways to sing um which is like um okay heart you remember the band heart yeah, yeah 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 um Ann Wilson the singer of you know I mean they both sang but she mainly sang in the group yeah she sings a lot in her mixed voice and it's like that really it's like hey. Like That like it just sounds uh, like Guns N' Roses, he would sing in his mixed yeah, voice, a okay. Lot. It allows you to hit these really high notes but helpfully without straining,
0: yeah. So, because like, I'm working Ariana on Grande. the falsetto right now, I like, I like, you know, yeah, just David Bowie too, yeah. It's like, wouldn't um, uh, John Hall maybe be he goes in and out of those falsettes? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, there's a question, how do you strengthen, how do you produce more power with falsetto? Is there some kind of trick? Is that's like it feels like it's up here. That's not and chest at all.
1: And it and now, it is. You holding your, your breath. Your falsetto is also they call your head voice.
0: Okay, so that makes it sense. does make
1: sense that it, you feel it there because it yeah. is from there. Yeah. Um, there you go. But you can. There are there are exercises, and honestly, I love YouTube. You can literally find I how know. to do anything on YouTube. Yes. If you look up exercises to strengthen your head voice,
0: there you go. We'll okay.
1: Get a full video. Of exercises on how to strengthen your head voice, and they're amazing. Yeah. it's really just it's like a it's like a muscle that you want to work out in the gym. It's by so, doing it, but making sh- making sure you're doing it right. But head voice is definitely a lot easier to make sure you're doing it right than say your sure. chest voice or your mixed voice. There's a lot more technique. In I that. even saw
0: one that was like you know just do this, uh, yeah, and then your brain goes, oh, I can make that sound, and then mm-hmm. your brain does it. Like that's yeah. how I, yeah. I saw in those it's videos. Really yeah, cool. YouTube is YouTube it is. is.
1: There are a lot of exercises to strengthen and, you know, you just, you just have to make sure you're doing vocal warm ups every day. Oh, that um, I don't,
0: I need to do more of that. It's I. It's really
1: important to maintain yeah. vocal health and to strengthen those muscles. Cause I mean, sure. your vocal cords, it is a muscle. That's why, you know, when you're sick, um, you know, yeah. your voice gets really raspy yeah. because your vocal cords are inflamed, you know? Yeah. And they just, there's a lot of tension and. So, yeah, there's a lot of really cool things to learn about it. And I didn't know about any of this until I started seeing a vocal coach. So there's there's a lot to take from it. So, yeah, main thing. So I
0: just got to start doing that every day. I did it for a while. It's like I I saw a difference pretty much immediately.
1: Yeah. And you want to go from the bottom of your register to the top of your register always. Start the bottom. Almost every exercise you do, you want to see how low you can get and how high Uh you can get. So then you're stretching that entire range and you're really, like I said, you know, you're building more muscle and... Yeah.
0: The path to the mass singer starts now, Chris. Let's, let's i Tell you right now. <laughs> I'll watch I want my
2: kid you to can't, think I'm cool. That's it. You're you cool. can't you can't tell us, man. You can't announce that publicly. Yeah, it's gonna be a I started. told him I said, yes, I'm gonna have you. to lie to you. Oh,
0: dad's working, I gotta get hey, he's on the mass singer. You know, you know where you're getting a job.
2: You lie.
0: <laughs> Well, this has been a, just a delightful conversation. I am totally into music right now. Chris, no, I had I nothing love to it. do with this. Chris, thank you. You just bring wonderful guests to the show. Thank you, guys. And I I really, I, look, I've seen your videos and I heard your voice and I, you're already a star. It's thank you. already been written. You just need to keep reading. Thank That's you. That's my that new thing, Chris. So That's my new saying. Do you like that? That came to me the other night. I love I it. Like it's already been it. written. That, co- we just that can keep be the closing. Reading.
1: I love it. So,
2: yeah, Sarah, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, Where can we, where can your fans support you? Where, what do you have coming out next? Where can people go to check out your stuff?
1: Yeah. So, uh, the next thing coming out is going to be that music video for Love Will Hit You Hard. Uh, I don't have a release date on that yet because, like I said, it's under review from CMT. And if they premiered, we have to figure out when. But I would assume within the next month that'll be coming out. So, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, Facebook. I'm super active on all my social medias. Um, and that is just your name? And it's just, yep, it's Sarah okay. Spicer Music on okay. both of those. But if you look up Sarah Spicer or Sarah Spicer Music, most of the time my stuff will come up. Um, there's no H on Sarah, or you'll find another singer from New Zealand. Oh, no. It happens. Oh. we got to get rid, get rid yeah. of her. Someone accidentally booked her for a show in PA thinking it was me oh, no. no way and she reached out to me and she was like hey um or she'd like oh she'd out the person that booked it was like hey this place is in the United States and I was like oh my gosh you booked the New Zealand server Spicer <laughs> we just that's so funny we just
2: really love New Zealand and Delco you know <laughs>
1: that's great and she's awesome too but yeah. it's just funny you know obviously we do our yeah own, that's great own things But yeah, you could follow me on any of that, and uh, just start following you. My music video coming out, and then, like I said, um, my uh, big show that I'm really excited for is one in Switzerland next month. So I'm just I'm just touring a lot more than I usually do, and it's it's really cool getting to see everything and get my music out there. So.
0: Enjoy yeah. every second of it. You're doing it. You're in it. I'm trying. This is uh, good <laughs> luck fun. to you. And if, if you make it out to the LA area, I would love to see you perform. Let me know oh, if I'm absolutely. ever in Nashville.
1: I'd love to see, come yeah, see you sing. T- so. Give me a little tour because I've never been there.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you around. He, I'll he, you gives, great sure aware, he gives great go. tours. Show you where not to go. All right, all right.
1: We'll, we'll have a little green session too. Don't worry.
0: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> We're kind
1: of known for that out
0: here. I know.
1: I love it. I was just in Oregon, so that was great. <laughs> we call it medicine. <laughs> I love it.
0: That has nothing to do with the (laughs) devil.
1: That's right. It's medicine. It's healing.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Continued success. And we look forward to uh, watching your career grow and
2: grow. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us.
1: Thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. Thank you, guys. Thank you,
2: Sarah. Well, as always, uh, another wonderful conversation with a wonderfully creative person. Uh, This is probably our first guest. I can say I've known her uh, since she was 18, since she was like 13, 14 up on stage, uh, we have a, uh, a local uh, music festival every year here in Delco called Yachtstock. Um, and she's, uh, uh, her dad actually started it, um, uh, George Spicer, a really, really great guy. I've done some work for them over the years. And, uh, you know, she's she kind of grew up with Yachtstock. And uh, yeah. you know, that's where I saw her on, on stage playing, singing uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia, you know, at 14. And just was, <laughs> even even then, like, you knew like this kid's going to be a star, and it's it's so cool to see her, you know, all grown up now and just living out her dreams. Uh, just an awesome, awesome person.
0: Yeah, very well put together young lady. Boy, that was a really great conversation and effortless. I didn't even I didn't even really look at your questions. It was just a really these are just getting better and better, man. We're just having such great talks with such talented people, and it it's it's really great to get all this information. So thank you for booking a singer because that was a lot of really valuable stuff for me to hear. As I as I try to be one of these one of these douchebag actors who has their own band. I, I just want to be Johnny
2: Dupp, man. That's all I want to do. I do
1: so this I start for wearing you, bandanas. Man. I,
2: I think you should. I, I find out what you want and then I find somebody that can talk about that. It's not just people I happen to it's know be- or stumble upon. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing.
0: <laughs> it's symbiotic.
2: Is you and Sarah also have something else in common. Um you what? both have been directed. You both have been directed by me. Oh, what'd you direct her in? I directed her in a short film about oh gosh, eleven years ago. Um, so she was about seventeen. It was a uh, it was a crime thriller starring another Dunkelvision guest, uh, Scott Schiaffo. Oh uh, yes, that played a mobster, and Sarah nice. was his his daughter in the movie. So I directed her there, and I also directed a music video with her in it. Um, about the same time, about ten years ago. Um, Fantastic. both are on youtube God, we didn't
0: even really get a chance to talk about acting it was just all music because that's just really what i wanted to... that's okay i i
2: think it's good to keep a theme i think it's it's good not to go off you know too many tangents but yeah well we hit all the usual themes mental health
0: issues weed <laughs> childhood trauma meditate look I'm telling you I hope she takes me up on it. I hope everybody takes me up on it. Cause I've seen the results. It's a beautiful thing. It really yep. is. And it's just, it doesn't cost anything and it's easy. I just read today. I, I was a little hungover today. I didn't feel good today. Uh, and, uh, I, I read meditating for 20 minutes is the equivalent. It can be the equivalent of four hours of sleep. And I did today. And really? I was like, wow, wow, I feel a lot better. That's crazy. Twenty minutes of deep meditation can be the, can produce the same as effects as four four and a half hours of sleep, so that's just another reason.
2: Because that's look, fascinating.
0: Yeah, man. Week school nights suck. School nights sucked when I was a kid, and now that I'm an adult and got a kid, I don't. I still don't like them. I can't
2: just stop going to sleep at two. You know, I'm not a fan myself. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I get it. I get it. I like sleeping yes. seven,
0: eight hours from whenever I happen to fall asleep, whether it's midnight or whether it's four in the morning. And when I got to get up and take that kid to school, 730 comes fast and there's no time to vary. It's we let's go. This is a schedule. Eat your foot, get your shoes and socks on and we're out the door. Have not been late once. Not once, Chris. I'm not going to malacheech well myself. Sir. He got the, the, the spotlight monthly award. On Friday, and I'm like, we're getting there 20 minutes early, because I'll never hear the end of it if he misses his spotlight award thing,
2: which starts right when school starts. So, I'm doing the work, Chris. You are man. You're being like a uh, super dad. Yeah,
0: that's what that's what I'd, I'd like to be called. Super dunk,
2: super dunk, dad. super dunk. Well, what another
0: wonderful conversation. Keep coming, Christoph. And uh my singing career, watch from my singing career, probably gonna blow up after this with just those tips that I got. We'll do a little deep dive on YouTube. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna kick up the production value. I'm now actually putting it into editing software and doing a little sound mixing and harmonizing with myself. A little maybe show my face. Now I'll dance algorithm, if that is your real name. Whatever I gotta do. I don't care. Because, uh, you know, not enough people are receiving this gift, Chris. And it's
2: time. Sometimes you got to spoon feed them the gift. <laughs> so come get your gift, everybody. Come watch Get your Dun- gift. Donkey Oak. Come get your Dunkle gift.
0: That's Dunky Oaky. She's looking at him right now. I bet she's watching Donkey right now. There you That's go. That's what Sarah's doing. You got doing another I had one. Yeah, no I had no idea this guy was a genius. He thought he was that guy (laughs) from that thing. Thanks for coming. Come back. Visit early, visit often. Check out our old episodes. Buy some merch. Tell someone you love them. Give give a stranger a hug. Maybe don't do
2: that. Just try and, you know, don't get in trouble. Christopher, make sure you do not have any classified documents in your house.
0: Classified documents willy-nilly all over. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got them. <laughs> it's all a joke. So, this simulation's just simulation. getting squirrely. They just put the, the doomsday clock. We're 90 seconds away. We made the clock. Just throw it away. Stop looking at that shit. We're the ones controlling it. Oh, it's only 20 seconds. Just throw it away. Take a sledgehammer to that. What a, Be- What a scam. The only time that matters is this time. Right now.
2: Right now. That's it. This is the time... To remember, it will, not, it last will not
0: last forever. These are the
2: days. Oops.
0: Sarah, I need to warm up first. She's right. Always warm up. I don't warm up. You know how I warm up? Couple white claws. Get them lubed. Get get them
2: lubed up. That's all I do. Uh it's untapped potential. That's all this is. My my friend, I look forward to this every month. Thank you for oh, continuing absolutely. to make this such an experience.
0: It's a wonderful thing. I appreciate it now let's uh now let's find those songs that disappeared awesome. out of my editing software because i I get scared. I get scared when I, when you're not there guiding me. Thank you for joining us again. Dunkel Vision forever. We'll see you next time.